Olivia Newton-John proclaimed, let's get physical. To totally misquote her, let's get technical. Two years ago, as the pandemic opened up, consultants dished out technical recommendations to their clients on how to adjust their organizations. In today's show, we'll recap on what's been adopted and what hasn't. Hi, Heidi, and hi, Brent. Hello. Welcome back. How are you? Good. Yeah, Happy New Year to you both. Yeah, thank you. So from the technical side of, of work, what did you recommend to your clients way back when the pandemic started, and have any of those recommendations been adopted sort of full-time? Well, it's rather interesting. One of the things that's fascinating is we jumped into the deep end of change. I don't think there's ever been a recorded moment where we had such sudden convulsions of shift and behavior change anywhere in history. And organizations were not structured to maintain those changes. So people went into emergency operations and then they considered what might be changed. Our solid recommendation was to rethink a very basic principle of organizational structure, which is span of control. Yeah, span of control traditionally has been how many people can a single individual supervise? And this comes out of the Industrial Revolution and the assembly line. How many people can one person observe and manage? And that has gone on all the way into the 21st century. And it's the real old school belief that a manager doesn't do things. A manager makes other people do things. So it's a very antiquated concept that's never gone away. Bonus points for realizing that with Zoom, you can't hang over someone's shoulder, meaning technology fundamentally broke being able to use a span of control as a supervisor. So what we started talking to clients about is span of autonomy. What autonomy can you give your staff to perform their tasks and be successful? Can you have more autonomy and individual commitment by not having a span of control, by not being so controlling and so observing. And the pandemic was a great reason for people to relook their scope of work and how their work was being done. And this is a really fun and interesting idea because it's kind of the definition of change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. It's turning the work model absolutely on its head rather than limiting an employee by observing them and micromanaging them. You're instead saying, here's your sandbox. Anything within this sandbox, you're entitled to do. And these are the targets you're going for. So was, concept, was the concept of span of control something that you came up with right at the very beginning of the pandemic when everybody was slowly beginning to remote work? Or was this something that evolved as you were getting feedback from your clients on how their staff were working? Yeah, span of control has been around for hundreds of years. It's the span of autonomy. Many organizations had attempted to do this in the past. 
in the traditional work environment. And it has its roots in IT and IT development processes that you want to offer people innovation. Yeah, and, and it's really empowering people to perform at their best when you talk about span of autonomy. The thing that you have to do and you have to understand is there has to be guardrails around that. There has to be thresholds. You don't want every employee making a decision at every level that's not appropriate necessarily for them. Let's just talk about spending. Let's say an employee needs a new computer. If every employee decided they needed a new computer and they could buy a new computer on their own, everybody would be buying computers. So you have to put some guardrails or some parameters around what are they allowed to do and what aren't they allowed to do. And, and to the question of what when the pandemic started, this was absolutely the pivot we recommended within the first 10 days. Ah, okay. Because okay. you're going to drive yourself bananas if you're trying to work remote operations long term with an organizational structure and rules and reporting built around a span of control. It's just not built for that. So we, we've unfortunately been in the pandemic for, for a long time now. But on the flip side of that, I mean, that's given you both the opportunity to collect data, collect metrics. Are you seeing with the span of autonomy, is, has it worked? Has someone been able to oversee more people in a remote situation than in a in a person and a live situation have you noticed anything interesting in the remote it's interesting you bring that up because what we've seen is an ebb and a flow in adaptation of span of autonomy initially people were reluctant to do that because they were thinking okay we'll be back in the office within three months everything of will course, go back yeah. to the way it used yeah. to be and then there was a period of time where they said, okay, let's try this. Let's see how far we can let our employees go and how productive they are. And they were fairly productive, most employees uh, being left alone to do their job because that's what you hired them to do. And then you start seeing, as we got around to early last year, and then the, the vaccine came out, they're like, okay, this works, but this is not going to be a long-term thing. Now we're starting to see again, well, this could potentially be a long-term thing. So it's really employers and employees are both feeling each other out as to what does the future look like? I would say my take on this would be one of the types of data we look at is the rubber hits the road data. Let's call it that. What happens? Where do you see the impact of something actually being used? And I think that you can make a case for the great resignation. Many of the people resigning from their jobs are resigning from jobs where they haven't been given autonomy, right. but rather they've been kept under non-functioning systems. The organization has failed to innovate. They're in roles that they aren't given control over and they don't feel reinforced for what they do well. And I think there's a solid case for if you have innovated the structures of your organization, you don't have the rate of people quitting that you see in organizations in general. Looking forward to when we do or we 
partly do get back into a, a, a live situation. Are there lessons learnt during the remote time that you think will definitely be employed by your clients in the live face-to-face experience if we ever get back to that? Yeah, I think with with hybrid operations, which we assume most people are not going to go back to 100% in office, there's right. going to be some hybrid version of this. I think what most organizations will take back with them out of the remote work and especially with Omicron, they've now gone back to remote working in a lot of cases and remote schooling is starting to happen. They're going to take that they have to be agile and they have to be adaptable going forward because things are going to change. In the past, stability was the watchword of organizations. We've always done it this way. We're always going to do it this way. I think they're learning that that is not the case anymore. And yet there is a part of the organization that's going to push back on this. And that's that middle management level of the organization where their role is to observe people working and monitor and manage people's work. That is the piece that's going to push back on autonomy repeatedly. I mean, what you're sort of suggesting there is we, the employees, we're fine with this. The people struggling with this are middle and upper management. Mm-hmm. It's the structure of the company itself that's yeah. having a real problem adapting to this huge seismic change. And well, when they come to us, we try to enlighten them as to yeah. that's happening. Ch- ch- change, change is painful. The only person yes. who likes yeah. change is a wet baby. Now, I'm, I'm going to cycle back to the universe as it was in 2019, which one of the big topics was, ooh, how do we make space in the workplace for millennials? They're so strange within the workplace. And I think something, if you're asking, what do we take out of this pandemic? I think that incidentally, a lot of this greater autonomy and different way of defining work is going to suit the millennial employee much better. And we will inadvertently get answers to that. I also think what adaptive and smart companies are going to take out of this is having really good staff should not be undervalued. Hiring the right people, getting the right people, keeping them is going to become more and more expensive and you need to invest in that. I, I, I believe that if you've got someone that can think for themselves, work for themselves, can be autonomous, can have authorship over what they do, can be trusted to problem solve and fix any issue. I mean, that's who wouldn't want that employee? Who wouldn't want that job? Yeah, yeah. there you go. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you very much. So what, what have we got to look for, forward to next week, Heidi? Well, you know how you see those teasers, one quick trick to lose belly fat? Oh, yeah. yeah. How about one quick trick to building a culture of respect? Ooh. One trick. One trick. I find that very hard to believe, so I'm looking forward to finding out about that trick. Well, thank you both very, very much. We'll see you next week. All right. See we'll you talk next, next week. week.